What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk. And today, I'm going to talk about my new website I just launched for the podcast, as well as some sad moments that happened in anime and manga this week. Let's get to it. Alright, so welcome back y'all. Hopefully everybody has had a good slash great last week, weekend, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm doing alright today. Um, fairly, you know, a little bit more relaxed at the moment, but man, it was a very busy um, weekend for me. Um, and, and I guess kind of kind of more so on the mental side of things um which i guess you know kind of just up front i'll go ahead and just get into like some housekeeping and announcements so um a couple a couple quick ones i'll say is that uh for those of you that maybe missed them um i did a couple more bonus episodes this past week um one was a review slash impressions for the demon slayer mugen train movie that came out last week um i was actually lucky enough to where i was able to go see it in the imax theater i think it was thursday night so yeah um short answer <laughs> i really enjoyed it super awesome um but yeah if you want to hear more in-depth thoughts you can go check out that episode um and i also did a special episode for my hero academia vigilantes the spinoff manga, they just hit their chapter 100. So I did a special episode talking about that and kind of more so giving my thoughts on Vigilantes as a whole and why you should give it a shot. So yeah, like I said, go check out those two bonus episodes. Now the big thing that kept me busy last several days, the last several days, especially Saturday, was... I launched a website for the podcast. Um, it is www.dadneedstotalk.com. So, yeah, very awesome, very exciting. Um, like I said, it was very more so mentally taxing, you know, just because it's like, you know, as I've mentioned before, you know, I work in IT, IT is my day job, but, you know, this was a whole other beast within itself. You know, I've kind of like, been chipping away and playing playing around with the website stuff whatever for a little bit here and there over like the last couple of weeks um while i'm at work or you know at home whatever but saturday i just kind of like fully dove into it um you know just i think it's just because i got i just got like a really strong urge of motivation um the last few days leading up until this weekend because I don't know what happened, <laughs> but like my listener count or I guess like like plays, podcast plays per episode, whatever, like has been skyrocketing at an insane pace. And so I don't know what happened, what algorithm my stuff got caught up in, but thank you. <laughs> 
because it has been wild. Um, you know, for for context, my first like few weeks of podcasting across like a handful of episodes, I think I had maybe had just barely hit 50 plays total. And then it kind of all started when I did that Attack on Titan and then Venom Saga stuff where it jumped up a little bit, you know, over a hundred within a couple of days. And then over the last few days since Thursday night, so right when I published the Demon Slayer uh, review, I had screenshot, you know, my dashboard just to, you know, like I said, because I, I try to, you know, like I mentioned back in episode one, you know, I'm not doing this, you know, to get famous and all that jazz. You know, this definitely has been a labor of fun and passion. But at the same time, I also know to, you know, not sit on opportunity. So, yeah, um, Thursday night, I guess like around midnight because I published that Demon Slayer thing like super late. Um, took a screenshot and I, I was sitting at like 227 for the plays total. And that that's with that's across everything for the month that I've been doing it. And like I said, that was Thursday night going into Friday morning. So basically midnight Thursday. And like currently, and currently I'm sitting at 465. So in the matter of days, things have accelerated beyond my wildest dreams. And so, like I say, we just kind of just mix motivation with that along with, like I mentioned in the last week's episode of catching up with my old college buddy and talking about this stuff, whatever. And you know, like I said, just kind of like getting that extra boost or whatever. It's like, okay, there are people out there that care, you know, like what I have to say. And like I said, that, that is definitely very motivating, you know, and like I said, just kind of just like reassurance of like, okay, hey, I should continue and push on with this. Um, and so, yeah, so the website went live. Um, technically, it went live like <laughs> a couple of days early. Um, I just didn't tell nobody just because like I was playing around with something on the site, trying to figure out stuff, whatever. And then I hit publish on something thinking that it was just like, you know, and kind of still like the like behind the scenes phase. And then I see the little message in the corner of the screen. It was like, congratulations, your website is now live. <laughs> and I was like, crap, how do I undo this? And so I, I think I've since found it. But at the time I was like, you know what? It's whatever, you know, it's, it's just my little pet project or whatever. Don't really care that, you know, if somebody happens to come across it or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so it technically went live days ago, but I made it official, you know, once I got things looking how I want it to look. And so, you know, still not 100% for sure, like how 
to best fully utilize it, but I think I have things set at a good foundation, you know, for me to kind of start from. And then, yeah, we'll see where things go from here. So, yeah, so definitely uh, sorry for going a little bit long-winded here up at the top. Like I said, I'm just, like, very excited that this is something that I did myself, you know? It's like, you know, like I mentioned last week where, you know, I was going to work with my buddy, him and his team to get help doing it. But then it was like I sat there and I was like, no, the selfish part of me was like, I would like to, just like with the podcast so far, take this into my own hands and try and see where things go, you know? Because um, how freaking awesome is it for me freaking sitting here, like I said, after a month, just a little over a month ago, starting a podcast for the first time. And now me being able to be like, hey, I've also built a website, you know? And then, you know, the continued love from people that I keep encountering, you know, because I've now been on two podcasts, two episodes with the My Hero Academia podcast crew. Um, I'm going to be on another one with them tomorrow. So it's three weeks in a row, which is super awesome. Um, we did a Jujutsu Kaisen episode for their Patreon um, last week as well. So yeah, just fun times all around. And, you know, anybody that's listening to this now, as I keep saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and we'll see where we go from here, you know, will the, the mastermind empire take over the world, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. So anywho, that's it for, uh, housekeeping. So take a quick little break and we'll come back with some, uh, little updates on some stuff I've picked up the last couple of days. Okay. So, uh, this, uh, just, just a little quick update on, like I said, some stuff I've picked up the last couple of weeks or this last week. Um, so I ended up going to, uh, the comic book store, um, a couple of times this week and it's kind of wild what led me there the second week. So, so yeah, it's like, I'm kind of keep this short or whatever, but just say a little quick story. So I had just stopped by there the other day. I, th I think this might've been like earlier part of last week or something I can't remember um but I stopped by there you know just looking around because I was just like to see like okay hey they get any more Venice Saga stuff whatever so just looking around and then I decided I was like you know what <clears throat> you know my my eight-year-old Andre I was like you know haven't got him a little treat in a bit and you know he's been doing really good in school so I was I was like you know what I and, and like I said, I don't know like why this crossed my mind, but you know, when I was there, like I said, it's a comic book store that also has manga, all this stuff, whatever. But I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I remember when my mom got me my first comic book when I was a kid. Um, I, I really, I really need to find out like specifically which one, but basically it was a Spider-Man comic. And so that crossed my mind. I was like, you know what? Let me see what I can find for him. Now, <laughs> I've been primarily a manga reader, purchaser, whatever, 
for years and years and years, like a decade or whatever now. So I'm very familiar with that side of things. Not too familiar with the comic book side of stuff, whatever. So, of course, I had to make sure I slowed down and actually paid attention because at first I was, I was like, you know what? You know, he's been watching the, uh, the old X-Men animated series, you know, uh, he's into Spider-Man a little bit, da, 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 da. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll, you know, just pick up an X-Men comic. And then I was like kind of glancing at some of them, looking through some of them. And it was quickly made me think, I was like, eh, okay. There may be some stuff that might be a little bit, a little bit, a little bit mature for him. At least like some of the ones I was immediately looking at. <laughs> and so, um, so I have saw, so the first thing that caught my eye was this one called Marvel Champions, which would play a very important role into me coming back to the store a few days later. But I saw that and I was like, man, yo, this cover looks super dope. You know, it's got Miles Morales, Hulk, Miss um, Marvel, and several other of like the younger cast of characters or whatever. But then I was kind of like just like flipping through it and like, I was like, okay, this is a bit more above, you know, where he's at as an eight-year-old or whatever, as far as, like, content, because it was, like, I think, like, Hulk making out with somebody or something. It was, like, some stuff going on. I'm like, I'm like, eh. I'm like, maybe my 12-year-old, maybe a little bit later, like, once I've read through it myself. But, anywho, I was like, man, I'll put this down for now. This cover looks dope. I'm going to take a picture. Maybe I'll get back to this another time or whatever. So, then I saw that they had this section over to the side that was titled. It was basically kind of kind of like a like a uh, like a beginner's comic book area, and they had like different color coded books or whatever for like pre K kindergarten, you know, first grade, second grade, so on and so forth. And so I ended up getting him. It was a. Uh, it was a Ninja Turtles one. I had got him. And then I ended up getting Vash a couple of them as well. Okay, I just went and grabbed them. So, yeah, so, so, yeah, so I got, like I said, I got Andre the, uh, it was a Ninja Turtles one. Um, and I'm looking at them now. So, the, it's titled Step Into Reading. And then it's got, like, the different levels and they're color-coded and stuff. But I'll say this. I got him the Ninja Turtles one. And then I also got him a uh a spider-man comic or whatever and i you know flipped through it or whatever and made sure like, okay this was a definitely very you know kid friendly one or whatever and then for vash they had these kind of like little cute uh little books one of them was a it's a dc one called my dad is a superhero and they also had a matching one called my mom is a superhero which i might go back and get, but yeah, I got that. And then from the step into reading, I got uh, two of these DC Super Friends ones. And one is called Reptile Rumble. And it's got Batman, Robin, and Hawkman on the cover fighting like some lizard alligator people in the sewers. <laughs> and then the other one is called T Rex Rumble. And we got Batman, Superman, and Green Lantern fighting. Lex Luthor, who is on top of a T-Rex, and there's a Triceratops, too. And so, of course, as I mentioned before, you know, Vash is very big in his 
dinosaur phase, so I was like, that'd probably be kind of cool for us to go through. So, so I know. So, pick up those. You know, uh, my eight-year-old Andre, he loves them. He's super happy, whatever, with the stuff I got him. And then, you know, what about my day? And then the next day, uh, just randomly scrolling through Twitter, and I come across. Um, and the way this happened or whatever, like somebody that recently started following me, somebody that I recently started following, whichever happened first, had retweeted this guy who was sharing a New York Times article that was recently put out that had two stories within it. One of them was by Dr. Eve Ewing. And then I can't remember the other gentleman's name, forgive me. But anywho, so the the article is basically just telling about their journey into getting into the comic book industry as well as, you know, like being black authors and creators within the space, as well as them working with black characters. So Dr. Eve Ewing, she, a couple of things that she wrote, she wrote the full Ironheart comic run so you know now you know you know she didn't create the character but she got to do the actual series on the character as well as she also recently helped with the uh the Marvel Champions series which is the series that I had saw in the comic book store the day or a couple days before whatever so yeah so anyway so I saw that read the article whatever caught my attention and then because the other guy in the article too whatever he did some writing on the spider-man miles morales video game that came out last year so all these intersecting things are coming up with us so you know i started doing some more research or whatever into them part like specifically dr eve like especially when i heard that she worked with or worked on Ironheart. um which for those of you who don't know or a reminder is the story of the young teen black girl from Chicago um, named Riri Williams, who basically she goes to MIT, she ends up going to MIT because of how smart she is. And she ends up basically creating her own like Iron Man suit, but she goes by the, by the name Ironheart. So, so anyway, so yeah, so I, you know, like I said, found out about her through that, started doing some Google searches that led me to discovering the Marvel Voices podcast, which was going through that found out that they had an episode with dr eve as well as the other gentleman that, that did that worked on the miles morales stuff and then listening to that like i said it was very awesome and insightful definitely recommend checking that out and then that's how i learned more about her background and history with ironheart as well as with marvel champions because when i was hearing them talking about that on the podcast i looked it up i was like isn't that the thing i was just looking at when i was at the store the other day and sure enough, so what I ended up doing that same day when I got off of work, went right back to the comic store and I found they had the full, I don't know what it's called in, in comic, in the comic vernacular, but basically like the full collection of all the Ironheart series into one book, basically kind of like a manga volume sort of thing or a compendium. Um, so they had the full Ironheart thing. So I got that and then I went back and got that same marvel champions uh volume that i saw as well so yeah that was my pick my big pickups for the week 
And like I said, that was just like super wild <laughs> how that all came about. It was just like, hey, somebody I recently came across on Twitter and following and stuff, whatever, shared this thing that I read and loved, that I've researched and found a podcast, which then I found information about a comic book I had just went and looked at and caught my attention the other day. So the world is beautiful. Sometimes the stars align just right. So that was very awesome. Um, so yeah, so I got those added to my list of stuff to read, you know, cause best believe whenever I do get to read them, whatever, I'll probably also do special episodes on those as well. So, but, um, and I'm also interested in with the Ironheart series to read that and then also share that with my daughters. Cause I showed that to them when I got it and like my oldest daughter, she was immediately like, Ooh, can I read it? And I was like, I was like, yeah, eventually I was like, let me. You know, check it out first, you know, just to make sure, you know, because she, she's 11, my twin girls, they're 11. So I'm pretty sure it should be fine. But like I said, you know, just doing my part to try to be, you know, uh, just double checking stuff, whatever. So, so yeah, so um, enter the comics zone as well. <laughs> and then the last little update thing to whatever it said, I am on the precipice of starting Villain Saga Manga Book 7. So I got to read one chapter <laughs> this morning, the first chapter of it this morning, uh, while I was doing across the street doing laundry right before all the manga chapters went live this uh, morning. So, yeah, so just know that's coming. Hopefully within the next week, I'll get through that and get that episode out or whatever. So, yeah, um, let's take another quick break. Then we're going to get into talking some TV and anime. All right, so I guess a uh, big thing I kind of start with today with stuff I've been watching. Um, and I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to go, oh, well, I always say that, but then I look at the episode <laughs> time, run time when I'm done. But uh, probably hopefully it won't go too long. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to start off with the Mortal Kombat movie. So um, I literally just finished watching it like right before I started recording. So, uh, yeah, I guess kind of like like surface level. Um, I enjoyed it. It was solid. Um, you know, I, I feel like it had a really strong start. Pretty solid end. But then in the middle, it was kind of, eh, you know, has had some of its moment, moments, but didn't like, you know, it kind of like dipped a couple times in that middle. But like I said, the beginning and the end, hey, thumbs up. Real good. But yeah, the middle kind of waned a bit. Um, you know, uh, I get. I guess I might get into like mild spoilers or whatever. But like, so I'm just kind of keep it very general, or at least try to. Um, I really, surprisingly, I really liked Kano throughout majority of the movie. You know, he uh, from the moment he first shows up and like all his kind of like quippy lines and his asshole attitude and stuff, whatever. I don't know, something about it, like I said, like I said, something about it, just like, hey, I liked it, the whole, you know, the whole movie. Um, of course, all of the, the story of the, of the movie is definitely the freaking fight scenes and action and stuff, so that's why I said, like, like, the beginning was really solid, and then the end was really solid as well, because that's where a lot of the really strong fights and stuff are, um, you know, I, I'm, I know a lot of people have been like making memes and stuff about or whatever about or the main character Cole. 
but like he wasn't needed. <laughs> it, it was a bit odd, you know, but I, I guess there was like some interesting aspects of it, which, you know, hey, spoilers, I guess, um, you know, him being a descendant 4,000 years later from from Scorpion well, it was pretty cool in, in some ways, but yeah, I, yeah, it just like I said, it was a little, a little odd, but you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, like I said, I know for sure, like I said, Kano was a solid highlight for me. Um, it was kind of neat, I guess, like seeing like everybody awaken, so to speak, like awakening their different abilities and powers and stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, enjoyed it. You know, if, if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, I feel like it's definitely worth your time. You know, to 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 check out. Um, it's uh, I think the runtime was like an hour fifty, but you know, I, I would say it's honestly maybe like an hour thirty. You know, hour forty maybe tops because a lot of lots of credits at the end. So you know, and uh, and I guess if anybody's interested, just doesn't know. You know, it is in theaters, but it's also streaming on HBO Max. So yeah, Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one movie. Check it out. All right, so next, let's dive into uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier season finale. So, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was really cool, you know, finally getting to, getting to see uh, Sam with his new, with his new cool uh, Captain America outfit that the people from Wakanda had crafted for him and so like watching him doing all the different fight sequences you know using both the wings and the shield and stuff in tandem was really cool to see um I really liked you know once again them kind of like not shine not shine away from the race stuff whatever you know like Sam you know, talking to the senators and all that stuff, whatever. Like at the at the, at the end of that, at the end of these uh, episode, live on national worldwide TV. However, you know, talking about you know, there's people that want to accept him as Captain America because he is black. But you know, I, I did like how there were characters and citizens and stuff, whatever. Because I think somebody was like, was like, oh yeah, the, the black Captain America, and then somebody was like, no. It's just Captain America, you know, and so, uh, so yeah, so like seeing that and then seeing, you know, at the very end, him getting that statue and section of the museum built out for Isaiah Bradley was very touching as well, because it's like, hey, you know, you know, know you went through a lot, can't ever, you know, fully repay you for all the sacrifices and crap you had to deal with, but this will ensure that like, hey, your name is never forgotten and people will know that you were a hero as well. And so, uh, so yeah, so that, that was like really cool to see um, Bucky going and talking to the, uh, to the old man, the old Asian man that he was kind of befriending earlier in the beginning of the season and basically just telling him the truth like, hey, yeah, it, it was me, the one that killed your son. And, you know, they had their talks and stuff, whatever. And then, yeah, just, you know, the way 
things were set up with the uh, yeah with those two kind of just like you know being buddy buddy and hanging out together at the end of the movie was really nice uh it, it did suck you know carly um once again hey spoilers you know free reign for the finale but uh you know carly not making it you know it's just kind of like man you know it would have been nice if if she did come out, you know, even if she, maybe she was hurt or whatever, but still maybe got a chance for redemption. Cause it, maybe, I don't know. I think what I would like to see her character, maybe try to get fleshed out a bit more, um, in another season or just later on somewhere down the line. But Hey, guess they didn't have room for her. So they got rid of her. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I'm just keeping these impressions pretty, Short and straightforward, but um, I, I guess like the last thing I'll add on is on here as well because after the finale, they uh, fit Marvel officially announced that like, hey, you know, there is a Captain America four movie in the works, and it's gonna be I think, I think it's gonna be directed by the same lead director of the Falcon Winter Soldier series, and of course our boy Sam, aka Falcon, aka New Captain America. Is obviously going to start in it, um, and I, I think him and Bucky. So yeah, that'd be very cool to see, you know, uh, both of them, but primarily Sam, get a chance to take. So yeah, so uh, yeah, excited to see where things go from here with the uh, Falcon and crew, or I guess Captain America. It's, it's gonna be so weird getting used to. You know that that changeover, but uh, but yeah, exciting times. So, yo, just finished watching freaking latest episode of Invincible. Um, I believe that was episode was it seven, six? Hold on, let me check. Okay, yeah, episode seven, titled "We Need to Talk." Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That is the only thing I can truly say, man, because just pretty much just everything is like Omni-Man, Omni-Man, pretty much like the whole team, crew, world, whatever, is getting to see, you know, how brutal and violent this dude can be especially you know once towards the end when the news helicopters were there and they were broadcasting everything and so yeah that's yeah that was wild um you know from from the start of the damn episode to the very end you know it's like when the episode first started he was or near the beginning of the episode he was kind of just checking around his house and he was destroying all the dudes that were invisible um, to, you know, what you call it, uh, Mark's, <laughs> when he stopped Mark's friend, when he was like driving down the street, he was like, Hey, you're supposed to have Mark home an hour, you know, an hour ago. And da, 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 da. he's like, started slowly crushing the roof of his car. And then he like freaking flew off and left the damn crater in the ground, man. And then of course <laughs> that scene where he was freaking flying through the like the cornfield or whatever out in the middle of nowhere and they hit him with the freaking 
satellite beam and that moment when he starts noticing like the blue lights around him and he's like you wouldn't and then that shit was wild and then no then of course him going up into space and destroying all those satellite things or whatever was crazy um really cool seeing them pull out the little robot dudes from last episode um, because they they saw or heard what they did to Invincible, so figured they would at least have some type of effect. While they didn't do nowhere near as much damage to Omni Man as they did to Inv- Invincible, still they held him at bay for a good little bit of time. You know, of course he started ripping and slicing him to pieces. So yeah, and then the freaking team up fight at the end with the giant. <sighs> alien lizard tentacle thing whatever that was just wild um yeah just seeing all that crap go on and then uh yeah i'm just like really curious like where that's gonna go next especially now that he's gonna have to you know talk to mark and explain stuff and i am definitely very curious to find out like what is his reason for killing all the guardians you know like what is the reason um because yeah because pretty much i think we only have maybe like an episode or so left i know it's a pretty short season so maybe a couple episodes tops maybe next episode is the last one um actually let me double check that okay yeah eight episodes so damn next week is going to be the the finale of season one so I can already tell they they gonna they gonna go out with a freaking banger because pretty much every episode has been freaking good to great, insane, and I expect no less for the finale of the season. So yeah, and then of course you know that wasn't the Omni Man stuff wasn't the only stuff in the episode. You know it was like the stuff with a robot getting a new body, and then. Uh, learning that his actual true body was this kind of like weird deformed blob thing this like robot tube thing and so he's working with the little with the clone guys the clone twins or whatever you know to grow him a new body and honestly it didn't even it didn't even register in my brain until later in the episode when he got with the rest of the crew and that he has a, or that he had cloned a younger version of Rex's body. Cause I don't know, I guess when I was looking at it, like, like something about the, something about the way he looked seems familiar, but I just didn't immediately put two and two together. They're like, oh, the few couple episodes ago, when he took Rex's DNA, blood, whatever. It was for this purpose. So, so yeah, so that's wild to see. And yeah, just like that whole fight and stuff with him going against the the clone guys and you know him having you know pretty much like remote control through through the Neuralink thing that he had them put on his brain to the other robot bodies and stuff and so yeah I'm just very curious to see you know how he's going to keep going going forward especially because it's like okay you know now he's in a regular squishy human body so <laughs> you know I'm pretty sure there's going to be a, there's going to be more moments where He's going to be kind of out of luck because if his robots get destroyed, then he's just 
SOL. So, you know, yeah, but yeah, just kind of curious to see how that's going to go. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that was the main stuff from the episode. But um, yeah, overall, great episode. Um, can't wait for next week. And like I said, and very excited to eventually jump into the comics. Um, I still have that first compendium I bought after like episode after that. I think they aired with the first three episodes, I believe, together. So yeah, it was like after those three and like the hype and stuff, whatever, I ended up buying the first compendium and just kind of been sitting on it. But yeah, I'm about to, I'm going to have to jump into that ASAP when the, when the season's over. So yeah, Invincible, freaking amazing. All right, so... Whew, this next one I'm about to get into, man. Megalobox Nomad, episode four. I know I said it last episode, but man, after this, this episode 100% solidifies Chief as a mother freaking goat. Best dude, best dad, best all-around person of the series and across all of anime. So, and of course, hey, spoilers. If I, I guess I'll just say this up front right now, whatever. If you are listening to this portion, if you have not watched Megalobox, period, at all, check it out. You know, first season was really solid. Now, if you've watched season one, but you haven't started season two, Nomad, yet, get on it. Like, this has been such a ridiculously strong start to a season. You know, I, I know a lot of people were kind of questioning... Like, man, like, season one was good. It can stand alone. There doesn't need to be a sequel. Why are they doing a season two? And I feel like every episode so far, we're only four episodes in, they are making a bold case for why there needs to be more Megalobox. So, yeah, so, like I said, let's get into some spoilers. So, man. I was not, man. <laughs> Getting all these feels in pretty much every episode so far this season. And we're only four episodes in. You know, I, I don't know if this is just going to be 12 episodes, 24. I don't know. But, man, just freaking four episodes out of however many. This is a emotionally rough start, man. It's like, you know, it's like it was already enough, like, dealing with, you know, the mystery of, like, okay, what happened with Joe? Like, why is Joe... A nomad, why is he out here by himself? Okay, why did the old dude die? Why are the kids blaming Joe for his death? All this stuff. And then we meet Chief. And we slowly get grown to learn more about this character. Learn about, you know, the tragedy of, you know, his son dying on their way over on the boat to this country. To... You know, his, you know, that leading to his struggle with drugs and all that stuff, whatever. And, you know, now him trying to 
win this tournament for his people, for his community. And so, man, it was just very rough when, once again, spoiler, 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 freaking Chief dies at the end of the freaking episode. It's like, that was very gut-wrenching, man. You know? It's like, he fought so freaking hard. It's just like at the end, you know, at the end of last episode, where without hesitation, hey, the house caught on fire, um, which we found out that was his house, and he was rushing in because all the money that he'd been saving for years or however long to buy back the land, to buy the land for his people, for his community, was in that building. And so, so yeah, so, you know, like I said, virtually, you know, we learned, hey, he survived, he got in there, he got his stuff he needed or whatever, made it out good. And then, despite all the cheating, underhanded schemes, everything that the opposing boxer and the referee, everybody was doing, Chief still came out on top in that match. Though, you know, we learned in the end it was the biggest sacrifice, but he suffered all types of illegal blows, which that's probably what did him in was freaking concussion or something. Because he took some very bad, like, hits to the back of the head. Just, like, multiple direct head shots that are, like, super illegal. But, but yeah, but Chief freaking pulled through. He won for his people, for his community. You know, he got he gave the money to Carla because he's like, hey, <laughs> I'm not good with paperwork kind of stuff, whatever. Hey, here you go. Please help me take care of this, whatever. And then... You know, he has his little speech with Joe and, you know, he, you know, he's, he tells Joe basically like, hey, you know, uh, I can't remember if it was last episode of this episode, episode, but basically like, hey, even if you feel like, you know, you're not wanted where you came from, go back home, go back home. And chief sacrifice, you know, it, 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 it also helped bring, uh, I think his name was Milo. Uh, Carla's son Milo back into the fold because he was running away at the beginning of the episode he was hitchhiking and then he managed to come to his senses because he remembered a moment that he had with Chief a while back and then he managed to come to his senses and he got dropped off at the arena and he got there in time to see Chief overcome these obstacles and win and then uh, but then yeah man it's like you know Chief went to sleep in his truck for that last freaking time and then he just didn't wake up. Yeah, man. He, he just didn't wake up, man. That was very, 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 very rough, you know. Um, you know, it, it, it hits on many levels because one, like I said, Chief was such a fantastic character you know but then it's like you know and, and and i guess this part didn't really even click in my head it's like right now i'm thinking about it. i'm trying to think about it too long. i won't get into it too much or whatever but it's just like also you know me last year and of course not the same situation obviously but a similar circumstance of you know my sister passing you know in her sleep, you know, just like, hey, here I got up in the morning, things were usual, whatever, 
and she was gone. But sorry, 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 sorry. Like I said, I'm trying not to think about that too much. Whatever. Um, let me get back to Megalobox. Apologies, y'all. Uh, but yeah, man, that that was just like super devastating. Um, seeing that happen to Chief, but it's like you know, it's like he. I feel like you know he went out, at least knowing that hopefully his community would get taken care of. You know, it's like it's like it's like he finally got the money and stuff and and everything. And so I hope you know things work out good for them. I'm definitely curious, like where Joe is going to go from here, what his next move is, because man, like I said, this was a hell of a start to a new season, man. So I can't even imagine how it's going to just continue to go and evolve from here, but. Yeah, man. Freaking Megalobox Nomad, episode four. Check it out, man. Let me take a quick break. Okay. Um, I'm just going to do like just a quick little roundup of some other stuff I'm, uh, I've been you know, still watching as well and enjoying. But like I said, just not going to go as in-depth as I did with some of the other stuff I just covered. But uh, Dragon Quest Adventures of Die. I feel like it's been like like a couple of weeks, few weeks since I've talked about this, or whatever. But man, Dragon Quest is so freaking good. Um, as somebody that's never really been into the games and stuff, whatever, or the series as a whole, something about this just like really pulls me in. Uh, you know, it's just like the characters, the animation, the fights, everything just does something to me, whatever, you know, that it just like really checks several boxes for me. So, you know, it's just like, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, get to see more of Bodon. Um, which actually, yeah, 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 that was, a uh, yeah, last episode, last week. Um, we get to learn more of his freaking backstory. And so, like, learning that, you know, him and uh, uh, Dai's mom, like, Dai's mom was, like, a princess from a kingdom. And so, you know, she ended up meeting Bardon because, you know, he, he got injured during some fight or whatever. She happened to find him, help him. They fell, they fell in love. They eventually had uh, Dino. AKA die. Um, but then of course, like her freaking dad, the king, found out, you know, basically uh tries to kill Baron or execute him or whatever, and then he says that he's not gonna kill Die because that is still his grandson, but he's gonna send him away. And that's what event how eventually dies up on that island of monsters. But so when Bardon is on the stake, about to get burned to death or whatever, or I think was it burned, shot, something, uh Dai's mother jumps in the way, takes the attack or takes the hit. And then her freaking dad had the nerve to say, 
what you, you know you you sacrifice yourself for that monster da, da, da. he like basically basically calls her trash more more or less and freaking you know she she's like hey please don't hate humans da, 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 da. man this crap made stuff go 10 times worse man bought on and keep in mind this was 15 years ago but this showcased that he was truly holding back when he was fighting die and all them and his anger, we just see, like, it kind of zooms out from the island that the kingdom is on. We just see a freaking lightning bolt hit the island and then a freaking, like, explosion. Kind of like the size of, like, a, um, if, if y'all are Dragon Ball fans, the explosion size from Vegeta's final atonement. That's what we got. He was so pissed, lightning bolts, explosion, whole kingdom wiped off the map. <laughs> this dude wiped out an entire nation or an entire country just in a heartbeat, no hesitation, pissed. Just like, yo, y'all all gotta go. Y'all all trash. Y'all killed my wife. Y'all sent my son away. Y'all gotta go. So, yeah. That, that crap was beastly, man. And then, you know, this episode, seeing everybody fighting him or trying to fight him again. Um, yeah, man, overall, overall, man, yeah, this this series is just so freaking good. Um, yeah, they definitely, definitely give freaking Dragon Quest Adventures to die a shot. Um, that, that, that's that Joker really hits. Okay, so next is uh Tokyo Revengers. I think this is episode three. I think think we're on, think we're up to episode three. If I remember correctly, three or four. I can't remember. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, okay, I just double checked. Yeah, episode three. Um, yeah, the, this series, you know, is also another one that continues to impress me and keep my attention um it, this is definitely probably one that I'll probably check out the manga for sooner or later um I saw I'm not going to obviously not spoiler because obviously I didn't look into it too much myself but the freaking manga was trending this morning so apparently some very lit stuff or some crazy stuff happened over there um, that caused the trend because at first I was like, okay, it's kind of odd that you know that it's trending the day after the anime, you know, because the anime was Saturday and it's trending today on Sunday. And then come to find out, oh, it's because of some stuff in the manga. So, yeah, that might be one I might have to hop on sooner than later, um, especially because it's only like 200, 200 something chapters. So, that, that's not too bad, but you know, get there eventually. But, um, but yeah, Tokyo Revengers, um, Really liking that still. Like I said, uh, you know, this episode we finally got to see the uh the leader and his like right hand man of the uh of the uh the, the delinquents or whatever that that our MC is going back to try to stop and stuff. So um so yeah, so good episode, like I said, just like still really keeping my attention. Um other other series real quick, um 
that I'm you know, also kind of watching week to week. But of course, it's just like immediately submitting myself to pain, watching it and going into it is a, it's an anime series called To Your To Your Eternity. Um, comes out every Monday. It's pretty much sadness. The anime again. Uh, I guess the kind of like like basic premise without getting into it too much is that uh, it basically follows this. I guess I'll call it a being that basically crash lands on Earth, and basically this thing can kind of like take the shape and form of other stuff. So it like. I think I think it like it first becomes a rock and it's that way for like a long time and then like this wolf that's dying comes near to it or whatever then it takes the form of the wolf and then eventually a person and so on and so forth so uh so yeah so like I said just wanted to give that a brief mention um if you're looking for a sad anime one of to, to get you in your feels for the season um to your to your eternity it's the one to pick. So, so yeah. So, but yeah, Tokyo Revengers and To Your Eternity, um, <laughs> two polar opposites. Now that now that I'm looking at these two series, two polar opposites of the spectrum, you know. So, uh, but yeah, check them both out. All right, it's manga time. Manga time. Guess what time it is? Manga time. <laughs> so uh yeah man let's uh let's get into some freaking manga so i, I guess up front i'll go ahead and say this so uh majority just as a reminder majority of the shonen jump chapters or i should say all of shonen jump is gonna be on break next week because of a holiday so i think what i'm gonna do is on next week's episode that'll be the perfect time for me to kind of uh, speak on and update on some other series that I follow that I haven't either I haven't talked about on the podcast yet or I haven't talked about in a while so I think that probably be a good time for me to maybe talk talk about Mashal um, I need to catch up on Undead Unluck maybe some Sakamoto Days maybe even Black Clover um, and stuff so cause yeah cause there, there's going to be some gaps to fill in the coming weeks, because even like I think I think Jujutsu Kaisen is going to be on a three week break. <laughs> uh, something else I read is like on like a two or three week break or whatever. Oh, Kaiju number eight, which is what I'm gonna get into in a second. But um, so yeah, so I, th- I think that'll be fun next week for me to kind of take that time to uh, uh, get up to speed on some other series for y'all, you know, put y'all on some other stuff, whatever. So yeah, but yeah, so. And since I mentioned it, let me go ahead and just start with <clears throat> Kaiju number eight, chapter 32. So, yeah, uh, Kaiju number eight. So pretty much um, this chapter was more or less, you know, kind of the continuation from last chapter where, you know, Kafka had to transform and reveal his Kaiju form. In front of everybody because the freaking uh, creature that they're fighting, you know, is about to like self-destruct and wipe out the whole base. And so, yeah, Kafka, Kafka pretty much uh, went in, flew into the air. Like he like 
the pressure he applied when he jumped, like crumbled a few street blocks, like all the city blocks around him got crumbled just from the pressure he applied to, to jump into the air. So he jumps up in the air, delivers this freaking killer, like uppercut punch, sends the thing flying up in the air, you know, big explosion above the clouds. And then he lands and then, you know, the captain, you know, basically purchased him is like, hey, you know, gotta take you into custody. And so he kind of, you know, get this like very somber look on his face with this like part of his mask kind of cracking. You can see like his face underneath. And so, yeah, I am uh, very curious to see how they're going to handle this, you know, is this going to be a case of, oh, you know, uh, you know, he's going to, he is going to go with them into custody and then they're going to try to work with him and use him as a weapon for their means. Or is he going to escape and bail, you know? But yeah, so very curious to see What's up next for Kafka and crew? But, um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, Kaiju number eight, like I said, so it's only so far just made it, so it made it up to uh, 32 chapters, but that's pretty solid. You know, I, I've, I've pretty, I think I pretty much have been with the series since it initially started. Um, but yeah, so far it's been good. So yeah, check it out if you haven't. Um, Kaiju number eight. All right, moving on to My Hero Academia, manga chapter 310. We start off with this super badass black border that says My Hero Academia on the side. Get this freaking just red background and we have Deku in his new kind of like He's not a full on, he's not a vigilante, but, but we're kind of calling it like a vigilante style look. And he looks freaking awesome. Uh, you know, but before I kind of go through the breakdown or whatever of the chapter, like overall, the whole tone and vibe of this chapter definitely felt very like Western comic book vibe to me. Just like from like the, the, uh, dreariness of the scenes the the just, I don't know just like the overall tone and vibe the way certain scenes were drawn or whatever definitely remind me of like like some like Batman uh style stuff um cause yeah, so yeah, let's get right into it so, yeah, so we pretty much like start off with it's nighttime it's raining we have these group of these group of guys chasing something through the street and it's this kind of like, I'm going to call her a fox. Just because that's kind of like, that's kind of like what she looks like. So yeah, so they, you know, these guys are chasing after her, talking about you monster. And the lady's like, no, you got it wrong. Leave me alone. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm just scared. And this dude's about to like blast this freaking like cannon shot or something like this, like arm gun thing he has. He's about to shoot at her. And then luckily Deku comes in at the last second, stops the attack. He's like, yo, 
everybody chill, man. <laughs> this it's storming out. It's night. It's nighttime. It's storming. Y'all chill. This lady means no harm, and they, you know, the guys end up leaving, and then this lady, she is freaking huge. She is like the size of like two and a half Deku's. But I like that though. You know, like I said, it's just like she's. I re I really like her character design overall, um, and I do hope that maybe, you know, with her about to uh, evacuate evacuate to uh, the school, that you know, hopefully, maybe she might come back into play later on, might be a reoccurring character. Because, like I said, I really loved her design. And it would suck if this is just like a, hey, one time, we never see her again. We don't even learn where her name is, nothing. But, uh, but yeah, we get this really cool scene, you know, after, you know, she kind of explains to Deku, like, hey, you know, uh, that, you know, she didn't evacuate because this part of town she's in, you know, didn't really get much damage. And so, you know, since things were kind of starting to get bad recently, she was going to try to slowly, you know, like make her way to a shelter at night. But, you know these people doing their thing or whatever. And so we get this really, really sweet panel of Deku using float to pick up her umbrella, put it over her head. And then, you know, he calls for All Might. All Might comes in and he asks All Might, you know, to take her to where she needs to go. You know, All Might and his freaking Batmobile. But, uh, but yeah, so Deku's heading off. And then, you know, All Might gives him a lunch, his for one of his favorite lunches, which is super cool. And then this is kind of where we start getting like these like really dark and kind of dreary vibes of like Deku's out looking over the city from atop a tower in the freaking rain at nighttime. And then we kind of get we get the fifth user, I believe, the other user of Black Whip kind of coming up and you know, just like, just speaking with Deku of like, yeah, this, you know, uh, saying that this kind of uh, reminds him of how things were back in his day, you know, of how, you know, hoping not to stand out um, and that, but yeah, that, but yeah, like I said, just kind of just him thinking about like, yeah, the world is kind of going back to how it was back in like all for one's heyday. And so... And so, uh, you know, Deku kind of thinks, I'm like, yeah, you know, he you know, needs to do his best to try to draw them out. And so we go back into the flashback that we freaking been wanting for the last few weeks. We get to go back and actually see and hear the second and third users of One For All speak. And so, yeah, we flash back to where the first user Talks to him, he's like, hey, you know, come on, y'all, y'all play nice. And so the first user has Deku to kind of go and start learning and training his powers with the other users while, he, while the first talks to the second and the third. And so, and so we have the third user speak up and say, we live through the harshest era, the height of all for one's prosperity. An error when his control spread unchecked. Those who were under his control didn't even realize it, but our leader had misgivings about the future. And then we see the second user, as they say, uh, in order to strike back against all for one's control, 
he gathered allies and fought. Okay, that's a, that's the third user talking about the second. And then the, and then the second says, you were there with us. You saw it all, Yoichi. And so we finally get the name reveal for um for what we call it for uh, this first user. Sorry, I was blanking. <laughs> so yeah, we finally get the name reveal for him. And so uh and so uh you know the the second continues you know, saying I sought to bring down your brother and extinguish so many lives in the process. Because in our back in our battle, victory meant life and defeat meant death. Now tell now you tell us to devote our efforts to one who wants to save our mortal enemy, a boy holding on to such a ridiculous delusion. And then the first says, A ridiculous delusion, such a sad way to see it. And then tell me this why on that day Knowing feel full well of my ties to your mortal enemy, did you reach out to me? And so this is where we get the reveal that the second and third users were the ones that found and rescued the first. So, so yeah, so the first is question like, hey, you had your opportunity to take me out knowing who I was, but instead you reached out to me, you know, to help me out. And so, you know, he continues saying, you know, our, our, our battle never could have begun if you hadn't taken me from this room on that day and that's kind of where we also get the reveal of like oh hey the room this kind of piece of a floating room that they're in is the room or kind of like symbolic of the room that the first was trapped in but yeah so yeah he continues like you know besides what choice do you have now you know this is the only way which is why you've chosen to appear here in the first place right and the second asks, can that boy really bring an end to all of this? The first says, yes, one for all emerged from the will to resist my brother. But the moment you reached out to you reached your hand out to me was when one for all was truly born. And then we had the second user saying, listen up, boy, as he's speaking to Deku, saying things are bound. Things are bound to move more quickly from here on out. And then we get this freaking badass panel of, of Deku with now the full face reveal of all the vestiges standing at his side. And so, yeah, this is very awesome, very exciting. You know, like I said, like we finally get to see the full face reveals of the second and third users. And so, yeah, I'm just very curious to see, like, like, okay, like, like, what's the next step from here? You know, what are we going to get into next chapter? Um, but yeah, I'm just very glad that we did go ahead and go back to this and see what happened, what was the discussion and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, so some very, you know, once again, another good chapter and looking forward to seeing what's coming up next. Dr. Stone, Manga Chapter 194, Homo Sapiens, All Alone. Okay, so, once again, <laughs> this chapter, our girl, our baby, Suika, is 
GOAT, the MVP. So, you know, last chapter, you know, was, hey, everybody got petrified. And then we got confirmation, like, hey, some some amount of time has passed because we saw the, the puppy and the pig have now grown up. So, yeah, um, you know, we kind of start off the chapter kind of looking over all the different areas, you know, seeing that, like, you know, everybody's turned to stone again. And then, you know, we see all the animals and stuff kind of, you know, reclaim the land. And so, and so the first sign of, okay, sound is kind of, you know, because the big thing for Sinker was like, hey, we need sound, you know, to kind of like activate this thing, whatever. And so some type of a thing, a, a jaguar or something, leopard, one of these, uh, roars at the microphone thing in the tree it starts going off a little bit and then it looks like i guess we see even more passage of time go by and then there is a bad uh, lightning storm and then the sound of the lightning is enough to uh to crack open the bottle of the petrif petrification fluid and it starts pouring on Suica, and she emerges for the stone. And then, of course, he immediately squint face because she can't see. <laughs> and then, you know, she's like, you know, hey, you know, it finally happened. Suica's out of the stone. Hey, everybody. What? Senku. Oh, wait, nobody else is broken out. And, you know, she starts kind of thinking about everything. And she's like, oh, yeah, right. That's what happened. Suica failed and got caught. And everything seemed really bad. But in the end, Suica gets to be the one who revives everybody. Suica gets to be helpful. And then she's like, how long has everyone been waiting since that huge petrol beam is up to saw? One year? Two years? Just got to sprinkle some revival fluid on them. And she falls on her face. <laughs> and she's like, wait, where is the revival fluid? And then she's like, well, first I need to find my glasses, you know, because she's freaking blind as a bat. And so she finds the her helmet that uh, Stanley had shot up. And luckily, some pieces of the glass are still intact. But then, you know, she finds Senku's body and she's like, okay, Senku wasn't carrying any more revival fluid. And then she starts noticing, like, oh, maybe the one, the bottle that woke her up was the last one. And so she starts getting, you know, very sad, very depressed as she's sitting up here with like this like last little jar of food, like like some like beef jerky or something. And she's like so hungry, you know, once these last bits of food are gone, Suica will starve to death. Suica's going to die all alone as she's sitting up here under the moonlight thinking about that. You know, she's crying, very sad. And then, you know, she's like, everybody wake up, you know, cook some food, French soys, uh, tell Suika what to do, Senku, you know, give Suika a hug, Kohaku. It's really hard being all alone in the world. And that line there, that is, I, I can't even imagine, like, the gravity of that feeling in that moment that she knows pretty much that, like, everybody else in the freaking whole planet you know, is turned to stone at the moment. And then she has a moment where she thinks back to 
Senku's journey. And then she's like, well, Senku was also alone at the start. And he didn't even know if anyone else could wake up. And then she's like, but this time, Suika knows for sure that everyone can wake up with just a little revival fluid. So Suika's got to find everyone's statues because maybe someone was carrying some fluid. They're scattered all over the place. So Suika's got to bring them together no matter how long it takes. And of course, you know, because of how freaking small Suika is, for one, you know, her having to cover the freaking like Amazon rainforest and stuff, <laughs> you know, for everybody, as well as like her, you know, possibly like bringing everybody into one central location. It's going to be tough. Um, I can't remember, I can't remember how old she is, but I'm pretty sure Suika is like under 10, I think, you know, or maybe not. Maybe she's just like tiny, but. But yeah, but she's very small nonetheless. And so we kind of, you know, get get some passage of time, not sure how long, but some passage of time. And we see that, you know, she had built a little like a treehouse thing, whatever, to the side of the tower that she was in. And, you know, see a bunch of monkeys and stuff. And then <laughs> we get this cute, uh, well, first off, Swicka's little outfit is like really cute. It's got like, she got this like little tattered cape thing, whatever on. Oh, actually, it's the same cape thing she always wears. Never mind. But, like, she has, like, the bottom half of, like, her, like, watermelon helmet thing with the pieces of the glass that she was able to salvage. So, that was really cool and cute. But then, yeah, we see some monkeys around. Like, we get some dialogue from the monkeys talking about, like, hey, what's with that one monkey? Her face is all smooth and shiny. And then Suika's like, never seen one of us before, have you? Well, my name is Suika. And Suika's a human, and we'd like to get this like really cool little cute panel of her winking at the monkeys and stuff. And then at the bottom it says, food, clothes, and shelter acquired. Definitely, you know, bring us back to those early days of the series where it's like, oh, hey, you know, the simplest of things acquired for survival. So, yeah, definitely very curious to see where her little adventure is going to take her. Um... I do wonder because like I said, because of how small she is, like clearly this is going to be some time. And so I wonder if, are we more or less going to get like a time skip Suika where she's older and stuff. Not, not necessarily like super older, but for sure, like some years older, like, Hey, like by the time she's able to wake up everybody, you know, She's not going to be like a little baby kid anymore. She's going to be freaking a teenager or whatever. So I, I, I think that would be like really cool to see. You know, like, hey, everybody knows she was sort of spreading people out of the stone. And like somebody's like, oh, hey, thank you, whoever you are. And then she's like, hey, hey guys, it's, it's me, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but yeah, Dr. Stone 194. Some sweet greatness. One Piece. So One Piece. Manga chapter 1011, One Piece 1011. So this week we start off with this really beautiful double page color spread of all the Straw Hat crew eating soft serve ice cream. And of course we have the biggest lady in the shot 
Miss Nami licking some delicious ice cream in the background. And yeah, it's just really cool seeing the rest of the crew, you know, just hanging out, having having a good time. Uh, Robin looking fantastic as always. Um, but yeah, everybody looking good. So, uh, so yeah, so chapter 1011 is titled The Code of Sweet Beans. And so we pick up with, you know, Kid and Killer are about to try to go after Big Mom. And then, you know, we basically see that Big Mom did indeed create a new homie, um, a new uh, thunder cloud or lightning cloud, whatever homie named Hera. And so we get this freaking cool panel with Big Mom, like the, like a freaking like DBZ energy beam, telling me time to test you out, show me your power, Hera. And then we see like the lips that it's okay, it's gonna be a female cloud. It's like, oh ho ho, yes, Mama. And she freaking blasts them to the side of the building or the side of the skull dome through one of the horns. Uh, full Gora. And so the impact for that basically releases kids metal bind on Zeus. And so what Law ends up doing, he's like, hey, I'm just going to get everybody out of here because we don't know what's going on with Big Mom down. And he teleports himself. Law teleports himself, Zoro, and uh, Zeus away from the rooftop. And then we get freaking Luffy and Kaido, you know, talking and they go in for another clash. And we get a freaking new badass panel of them having basically a Roger and Whitebeard moment where they're clashing, but without touching. You just see the sparks of the hockey lightning or whatever in between them. And then it's, it's so cool because it's like Kaido swinging his club and then and then Luffy doing one of his signature kicks in the air. And then he has a big shock wave go from the dome. And then we kind of, then then, then we move inside the skull dome and see, you know, an image of like, okay, this is where Killer and Kid got knocked into. And then a bunch of fighters show up, but then Hawkins shows up. And, you know, they have some back and forth and, you know, kids like, yo, little, little Slytherin traitor coming out. And the Hawkins, but she's like, yo, <laughs> I ain't betraying nobody, homie. That was a poo. You know, I just took the sensible route and I saw that there was little chance of me winning. So I went with the winning side. So, uh, so yeah, so they talk about that killer tells kid like, yo. Go ahead and go, boss, man. I, I got this. I got this. And then, you know, Kid leaves. And then Hawkins actually says, I appreciate that because I, both of y'all together, I would not have won. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Kid was like, yeah, at least you know you're all here. You play a good lap dog. And then Hawkins is basically like, yo, you can call me whatever, whatever the hell you want to, man, but you got a 90%, you got a 92% chance of dying here, homie. So, yeah, that was kind of funny. And then, uh, and then Killer, uh, retorts back, uh, well, fortune, uh, fortune favors the bold. Fwah, fwah, fwah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, so those two, I guess we're going to clash it out or whatever. And so then we kind of move over back to, uh, Tama, Nami, and Usopp's group. As they're dealing with page one 
is hanging on to the back of a Kama Inu or Kama Chiyo, I should say. Uh, and then Usopp, you know, is trying to hit him as with everything he's got. And then, you know, Tama basically is talking about how, you know, they need to get to the, uh, basically to the open stage area so she can give her command to all of the, uh, small fruit users that, um, that, uh, what's her name, Speed and the other headliners she had already taken control of, um, to help out. And so, then, uh, Usopp, point blank range, hits with uh, page one with a uh, firework flowers attack and then he throws out some freaking pine cone grenades <laughs> on this dude but of course page one ain't feeling it he got up he's still fine and then as they run along freaking big mom comes walking from the other side of a the building they all freak out and then big mom and tama talk and stuff and then you know they had their little reminiscent moment where, where, you know, Tom was like, oh, hey, hey, old man. And then Big Mama was like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing in a dangerous place like this, whatever? Uh, you know, are you friends with Nami? With, no, with Nami and Usopp, whatever. And then, uh, and then she, you know, tells Tom, like, thank you again, you know, for helping her when she lost her memory, da 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 da. And then Tom gets sad because she's like, uh, well, you know, after. After everything, you know, with the rain and stuff, whatever, um, Kaido's, basically Kaido's men came and burned down the town as punishment for covering. And then Big Mom gets pissed. And then, you know, she's like, Kaido's followers basically burned down the town. They helped her out. Page one tries to come, tries to come and do a sneak attack, whatever. Big Mom just looks like Conqueror's hockey punch, just like, yo. Hey, even though, even in the world of pirates, there's still a code of honor, you clowns, and then boom, smack to the face, and then page one goes down, and then uh, you know it looks like everybody about to get into one spot because we have kid here's the explosion, Zeus here's it too, which now just dawned on me because if Zeus is right there, that means Law is with him too. So, hmm. Law, Kid, and Zeus all in one spot. Interesting. But anywho, so that, that, that could go into some interesting places. But, um, and then, yeah, then I guess the OT happened to walk in just in time and saw, uh, saw what happened. So, of course, she's pissed off. You know, her brother just got decked into the floor by a freaking big mom. But, hey, ain't, ain't gonna be able to do too much. You're gonna be, you're gonna be reading the floor right there next to him. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so this freaking One Piece this week, man, like it's a really fun, solid chapter. Uh, you know, I don't know how long, you know, this big mom helping out Tom and them is gonna go, especially if like Kid and Killer show up, you know, how is that gonna go? You know, because if she just gonna be like, oh, hey. You know, I'm actually friends with Tama, who is friends with these two, which I think y'all know. So, hey, I'll let y'all pass for today. But I don't know. Who knows? But, um, yeah, interesting stuff. All right. And I think the final chapter for this week is going to be uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Manga Chapter 147.
titled Even Pandas. And so, uh, so, yeah, so this this one was pretty straightforward. Um, though though I wasn't expecting this to you know come out of come out now or whatever. Um, or at least this story beat. So we kind of go and basically get more information on Panda's backstory and uh, and Yaga, the principal Yaga, and all that stuff. And so. Yeah, it, it was just kind of crazy, just you know, like, like like learning more about the backstory of Panda, and then uh, and then seeing more of Yaga, and how he has this kind of like secret forest with all these other kind of like animal people, things, whatever that you know that live there, or whatever, and this whole forest area, or whatever, is protected by Master Tengen's. Uh, power or whatever so yeah like I said it was just very crazy seeing seeing this and then um and then uh you know more or less at the end you know uh principal Yaga gets taken out by the other principal the, the guitar principal or whatever um and uh yeah that, that's just wild you know uh very sad, and then you know, freaking Panda shows up at the end. You know, um, after uh, Yaga tells the prince, tells the other principal, like, okay, hey, basically, this is how I made Panda, or this is how I do these things, or whatever. And then, you know, the guy's like, why tell me now, and then why not before? And he's like, why didn't you try to live? And then he said, it's a curse, principal Gakukai. Gaku Ganji, a curse from me to you. And like I said, Panda shows up, goes to his, basically his father figure. And it's like, you know, and then uh, the other prince was like, why did you, why do you not fight me? Do you not hate me? And the Panda's like, I'm not like you humans. Human, human behaviors don't bind pandas. Besides, you and Masamichi weren't on bad terms. And I bet you just acted on orders from above. To me, you're like a fallen knife. But remember one thing, and this is freaking sad, even pandas cry. And then, yeah, that was pretty much the end of that. And we're on a freaking three-week break. No more Jujutsu Kaisen until May 16th. So, but yeah, like I said, it's short. Like I said, I just want to just kind of cover and touch base on that. But um, yeah, like I said, it was just very interesting and neat to kind of get more in-depth information on how the whole panda on how panda came out came to be can exist and that hey there's a forest with possibly other creatures and stuff whatever people animals whatever in it so yeah jujutsu kaisen 147 all right y'all i'm gonna call it a show for today <laughs> um apologies if i started like uh speeding through stuff a little bit at the end man I don't know what happened it was like the sleep itis like super hit me man like all of a sudden it's like what 12.15am right now I don't know what happened man but yo that sleepiness hit me so that's all I was like hey yeah Jujutsu Kaisen yeah Panda cried alright we gotta get out of here but but yeah anywho um, (laughs) yeah y'all as always appreciate the love and support um uh 
at first part was like, man, it seems like I kind of was rushing through that. Uh, felt bad. And then I looked at the time. I'm like, man, okay, this sucker's a freaking hour and a half. So, yeah, I need to wrap this bad boy up. But, uh, yeah, as always, appreciate y'all rocking with me for another week, another episode. Uh, you can follow me on my personal Twitter at MastermindRob7. Um, the podcast Twitter is at Dad Needs to Talk. And it's very awesome for the first time me saying this in the outro. If you want to know the central hub of everything I'm, I'm doing now and stuff I might do in the future, check out the website, dadneedstotalk.com. That felt very awesome. Even in my half sleep deprived state right now, that felt very awesome to freaking say my freaking website for my podcast my creation super awesome love it love to see it um yeah y'all roll through check out the website um i love it <laughs> you know uh, i really like you know the color scheme that i got with it kind of like a like a bluish purple tint with like some kind of like lighter blue text on some of the stuff uh, but yeah y'all pull up to the site um check it out like i said let me know what y'all think um share the podcast the site whatever with your friends with your people let's continue to grow um i definitely highly anticipate at this point right now that by the time i put out the next big episode we're gonna hit the freaking milestone of 500 which is gonna be insane that, I, that i'm freaking doing that in a month you know me being here but um but yeah as always like i said thanks for rocking with me y'all One, one cool thing I'll say that came with the website that I ended up coming with is the tagline, which is fatherhood, manga, hold on, let me double, okay, yes, yeah, so I had to triple check, um, yeah, fatherhood, manga, games, and self-investment, that is going to be, that's my tagline for the site, for the podcast, everything, man, um, very awesome, man, but yeah, uh, Let's rock with it. Let's get to freaking 500, y'all. Um, let's smash this. Um, like I said, especially um, I have in the works. I'm about to start buckling down and reading uh, this next volume of Kingdom. So, yeah. Uh, appreciate y'all as always. Um, I need to wrap this up. Like I said, it's freaking past midnight, man. I got to be up at 6 to get the kids ready for school and and uh, me off to work. But, you know. I love it. So this is all a labor of love. Um, thank you all once again. Without without y'all listening, sharing, whatever, whatever is doing, whatever going on, who is whoever doing this in the background, thank you. Because <laughs> this is freaking insane. But um, yeah, sorry. Enough rambling on. Like I said, I'm freaking super tired. Um, need to go shower, head to bed. But I hope y'all have an awesome week, awesome day, night. Whatever it is, wherever you are, thank you. Take care of yourself. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Pay the kindness forward. If somebody helps you out, pay it forward, vice versa. Um, Reach out a helping hand. And yeah, um, treat yourself to something nice. Read some manga. Watch some good shows. And I'll catch y'all. 
and the next one. Catch you later. Peace.